You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Harden, and today we're talking about pursuing passion in marriage. And we are so thankful to have wisdom from the unstoppable 3-8 marriage, Kate and Jared Shaughnessy. This couple is dynamic and powerful as the 3-8 pairing typically suggests. And we are so happy we get to learn from them about how they found passion even through problems and hard times in their marriage. So I'm so excited for you to learn from them. They have four beautiful daughters. They have been together for over a decade and they are truly thriving. And they're not either saying they don't have stress or hard times, but they have found their way. And we almost called this episode, Don't Run When I Say This, Love and Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Not at all because they really like Lord of the Rings, but you'll see why later you're probably thinking I bring stuff like this in with actual trying and I don't. It just comes to me. So when they do talk about Lord of the Rings, trust me, I literally had nothing to do with it. And don't worry, it's super brief, but just funny. So before we get into our talk together, I want to give you guys a couple heads up. One of them is I hope that you had a nice time with the Super Bowl. We had it here in Tampa. So we were thinking about that. My husband loved to play football and spend some time with family and nieces. And then this weekend, I hope you end up having a really good Valentine's Day. Don't forget we have a coupon code right now, Valentine, and you can get 20% off any of our Love With merchandise or Enneagram Glow Guides. So I'm super thankful to be able to do that sale with Ray of Light, and I'm excited to share that glow with you. Yeah, we want you to glow together, just like you'll hear the 3-8 in their journey together. These Glow Guides can give you usually a quicker way to finding that place of moving forward together in your marriage. And it doesn't mean that will be easy. I've had people tell me I got my glow guide and my spouse won't go through it with me. But I do believe that as you grow and change in a family system, your spouse will have to take a step either forwards or backwards with you. So that's something that I love from my family systems research. And I just believe it with all my heart that you can make healthy changes for your whole system. And that does not mean you control the other person, but you just keep getting healthy. I want to encourage you. You're doing the right thing if you're doing that, no matter what you're doing. So I'm grateful. I also got so far into research this weekend that some of you on Instagram probably wonder, where do I go sometimes once a month? And as I know, a lot of you can relate. We have to rest and find our solitude. And I was so happy to see Sarah Jane Case posting about that at Enneagram and Coffee this week. I noticed that she was mentioning those quiet days. And I think those are really important for those of us who love social media and find our comfort there. Uh, we have to remember that sometimes we can have a frenzy there. So even I have to remember that too. And so of course, I dug right into something my brother and I connect on, which is family research. (laughs) So we got really into genealogy this weekend and we had a lot of fun with that too, even amidst the Super Bowl. And he's a huge football person. So I didn't even bother calling him during that time. But but we did some good genealogy and sometimes I just need a break from social media. So if you see me taking a break, it's for replenishment. It's for trying to rest. And I think that That's part of what I want to encourage you guys with too is don't forget to rest. Don't forget to put the phones down. Yes, podcasts can be great, but I even have had to talk to clients about that. And this year, all my clients and I have been cracking up because 
all the other years combined, it's like 20 years or so of talking to people and saying like, watch TV less. And this year, because everything else has been so crazy with Twitter and Parler and who knows what else, it's like when somebody is doing a Netflix, just chill time and putting the phones down, I'm like, yay, like you guys are the most romantic couple ever. So totally don't worry if your Valentine's Day is just literally sitting and enjoying and just cuddling or trading turns like first we're going to watch my show, then yours. I love it. It's cold. It's freezing cold for those up north. So I know that you guys need to just chillax. So enjoy it. I hope you have a good V-Day, even if it's just you, even if it's a Galentine's Day. Yes, if it's Galentine's, make sure you watch your Parks and Rec. But let's get into our episode now too that we've done these announcements because we have to dig in here with our three and our eight. So I really hope you love what they share on the episode as much as I did. And just learning from somebody else's story helps you to see that, yeah, passion is important, but also just plugging in and living with grit and hard work and intention is too. So don't be daunted if right now you're like, oh, we're not that passionate. Trust me, there's a lot you can learn from what goes on behind the scenes with a couple this passionate. So I'm excited for you to hear. Okay, guys, I'm so glad I am here with Jared and Kate Shaughnessy, and we are so thankful to be able to talk to you guys about the 3-8 Unstoppable Marriage today. Hi, guys. Hi, Krista. I'm so happy you're here with me. It's so much fun to get to talk to couples and especially this assertive fun couple. So we are representing the whole assertive stance now today with 3-7 and 8. Isn't that cool? Oh, that's so fun. You guys are going to get a power packed episode. That's for sure. So we want to talk to you guys a little bit about, we're going to hear about their types, how they met. We're going to hear about their kids and they just have such a big fun life. I got to know Jared and Kate through Instagram. Tell us a little bit about what you guys do professionally. So I am a full-time firefighter in the town of Whitestown, Indiana. And then Kate and I together have uh, partnered to open a business called Lash and Brow Design Company. We have become an overnight success through Mm. about 12 years of hard work. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Oh my gosh. So you have a business together and you're a firefighter. Thank you guys so much for serving our community with both help physically and beauty care. That is beautiful. I love that. And then Kate, you have something special that you do as well, not besides raising four kids and running a business. Can you tell us a little bit about your athletics? Like Jared said, I'm the the hands-on in the business. I'm an esthetician, lash extensions and permanent makeup. But in that I was overweight and just really struggling with like my body and pain. And, you know, it's a very physical job. You're bending over a table all day. And so mm-hmm. about seven, eight years ago, I lost like 80 pounds and entered the world of bodybuilding. So it's been super fun and lots of bodybuilding and competitions. Mm -hmm. It's just been lots of fun. Oh my goodness. That is really cool. And we're going to definitely show you guys their website and things like that. But this is a very fit couple. So for me to hear (laughs) that you lost a ton of weight, I would not have known that unless I had taken that deeper look. So thank you so much for sharing that you have come a long way on the journey and you didn't just arrive with your business or your body today, right? Oh my goodness. Lots of work. Oh, wow. And so tell us who's the three and who's the eight in this dynamic. So I am a three wing four and Jared is an eight wing seven. Okay. And how did you meet? I want to hear how a power couple like this catches each other's eyes. This is so curiosity inspiring. (laughs) 
I'll let him tell it because he does the way faster version. Okay. <laughs> we could go through an entire hour just on this story. So I'll give you the short romantic version. Okay. So Kate and I uh, found each other at the church youth group. Uh, it was the summer after I had graduated. I had graduated when I was 17. Kate was going into her junior year and was 16. Mm-hmm. I went up to her at the, or excuse me, she came up to me uh, after youth group and sat next to me at the McDonald's and messed with my frayed top visor. I don't know if you remember, those used to be a thing. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that era. And I was enthralled. She was uh, so pretty. Uh, but more than that, like her personality, that like fun, flirtatious uh, attitude was intriguing to me. And she was new. And I'd been going to the youth group for a little bit. So new was like, hey, girl, hey. And so uh, we made plans to see each other the next Sunday. And it, and off we were to the races. I mean, her, the first, her parents, they said that there was so much electricity between us that they could have powered their house for a year. We... I mean, it was the summer of love. It was just super hot and heavy, uh, dating all the time. I mean, we just like literally could not spend enough time with each other. Mm-hmm. That went on for a few months. And then I unfortunately made a terrible choice and kissed mm-hmm. another girl. Mm-hmm. And we broke up. Both of our hearts are broken at that mm-hmm. point. Like I was absolutely yeah. devastated that I made this choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was devastated for a whole host of other reasons, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of this, you know, looking back now, so much of this is rooted in our motivations and our fears surrounding our numbers, right? We broke up, mm-hmm. uh, 9-11 happened. And shortly thereafter, I made the decision to join the military so off wow. I went to the army. Mm-hmm. Um, I was absent for, uh, let's see, 20 weeks during basic training, AIT, and then airborne school. Uh, I came home and during that entire time that I was gone, I had continued communication with Kate. I had continued to call her and she would not give me the time of day. I mean, and she made it very obvious during this time too. Like she was absolutely done with me. Um, I would, you know, get one phone call in a week and I'd call Kate and she would answer the phone. What do you want? (laughs) Wow, my heart was so sad. I was playing. I was playing hard to get. Ooh, I kind of like hearing that from a three for a minute there, though. But go go (laughs) ahead. It was hard. So, but you know, hey, I came home. She was working at the mall, uh, Mm -hmm. and I showed up at the mall with twelve roses in uniform. And that's key. You got to know your audience, right? She was like putty in my hands. So I invited her to uh, a a soup, like, you know, like one of those old rom-coms, you know, like a super romantic movie. It was called Lord of the Rings 2. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. Super romantic. (laughs) That's the best ever. (laughs) Now I'm like so happy. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Right in the middle of one of the most epic. It was like the Battle of Sounds Deep or whatever it's called. Helm's Deep. I mean- 
helm seat. Oh, Thank she, you. Knew the, she knew the word. Wow. Okay. I leaned over and kissed her, and wow, we were back together. Oh it was amazing. Oh, Lightning and bolts and sunshine. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like beaming. Joy is like beaming off the ceiling <laughs> with Lord of the Rings. This is, it doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> That's what you can title this. Right? You can title this episode Love, love with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I love that, it. that was like the start. Mm. But obviously, we had so much growth. Uh, we were both 20 when we got married. I was at this wow. place in my life where I could sense that mm-hmm. I was getting the vibe that it was like time to, you know, make a move, right? Mm. It was uh, as they say, shit or get off the pot. Yeah. And. And I, you know, looking back, I, there's no, there, I was absolutely not ready to be married. That seven wing was coming out, but also the, the eights fear of abandonment was strong at play there. Mm-hmm. And so for that first year, I mean, that first year was an absolute nightmare. Mm-hmm. I was heavily addicted to pornography. Mm-hmm. I was a liar. I mean, like mm-hmm. I, it was a definitive part of my character for that year. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I was just making terrible decisions. And during that time, Kate was super loyal and yeah. she would make excuses at church, like why Jared isn't here. Mm-hmm. And she just stuck by with me. And then finally, like it was that millionth time where I was mm-hmm. getting caught in the lie again. Mm-hmm. And she finally was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And she contacted her friend at church whose uh, dad was a pastor mm-hmm. and was like, we need, I need somebody to basically give me permission to divorce this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the three being the role follower, mm-hmm. you know, just wanting to that appearance, right. Of mm-hmm. like, I'd shown up and done everything right. Mm-hmm. I wanted just the stamp of like, Hey, this is what this is. But the, you know, the heartbreak was there, but the Mm -hmm. walls had already started to go up. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's so important. And, you know, and I think it talks, there's so much about like grieving that people just don't work through, you know, and you hear this, especially if you've grown up in any kind of a like religious home of this like magical or what I think a lot of girls even have of like, it's going to be this fairy tale marriage. And people talk about like this, like honeymoon first year. And I think Mm -hmm. that that does happen. But I think that if you don't work through the baggage that both people bring to marriage, you aren't going to get that. And so God just, I mean, got a hold of both of our hearts, helping me mm-hmm. with like the bitterness and mm-hmm. um, the anger and God radically getting a hold of uh, Jared's heart. We had a man who we both love and adore still to this day. His name is uh, John Schmidler. Mm-hmm. And he was, I'm not quite sure what number he is. I He's got to have an eight. So I don't know, maybe seven wing eight or something, but he's, mm-hmm. he just was a strong enough man to mm-hmm. meet Jared where Jared needed to be met mm-hmm. and some massive like heart choices, right? Cause we know eights, like when they make up their minds, like they're there. Yes. And so, I mean, it was just like this huge shift for Jared. Like my life, when she says my life was radically changed, she's not wrong. I mean, mm. this was the moment where I made that choice. Like I am a Jesus follower. I mm. am mm-hmm. going to, I was going one way and I turned 180 degrees and and now granted it did not happen overnight. And Kate can tell you like, it probably took seven years 
for the damage and all of the things that I had done for the consequences of those things to finally kind of flesh their way through our marriage and for us to work through a lot of that uh, trauma that I had caused. Um, But during that time, I mean, this was like, it was so amazing. Um, Before this moment, it's so funny. Eights and threes can make money like nobody's business, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When we are healthy, mm-hmm. but we yes. were not healthy and we were mm-hmm. so broke, mm-hmm. so destitute. It was like God was stripping mm-hmm. away every single thing, every mm-hmm. distraction so that we could finally wake up to the realization that we are not healthy and mm-hmm. we desperately need help. Mm-hmm. And when we finally got to that place, you know, we were actually able to like look at this marriage in a different light and be able to say, I want something more and I want something better. And please, dear God, help me. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. when we got to that place, uh, it, it was a process, but we started to work through forgiveness, reconciliation, learning so many of the aspects of what make a marriage work that we just didn't have before. Oh my gosh. I'm so touched that you guys can tell us This really takes time to flesh through these things. I like hearing that you guys had to process because that's real for our listeners. And it's, you're being vulnerable. Thank you for it, especially as an eight and a three to tell us the truth. Those are some of your top gifts when you can really come around your Enneagram work that you can be strong and yet vulnerable. And also with your three, you can actually be very truthful. Thank you so much for that. Now, Kate, was that really hard for you to stay open? Yeah. So it's so interesting because as a three, we want it to look like this picture perfect marriage and you've got this and, you know, the shining, shining knight in armor. And so it's interesting because we both are huge fans of also Brene Brown. And Mm -hmm. so when she talks about like the shame piece Mm -hmm. and it's so interesting how people don't allow other people's stories to be heard Mm -hmm. because shame is so prevalent in our society. And so especially sometimes I feel like it can happen in the churches, you know? And so that was something that was hard um, of saying like, hey, me too. And I think that's something Mm -hmm. that has allowed that openness to stay there Mm -hmm. because I think there's so many me too moments that we can have with other people Mm -hmm. where they can take off the mask and take down those defenses and put the shame away and say, Mm -hmm. yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. I've, I've had that. And there's been times where, you know, I want to just, you know, put a nail on the wall and hang my husband on that hook and walk away. So Mm -hmm. I just think in a a good way, in a good, totally good way. (laughs) Best way possible. Yep. Gotcha. I love the realness guys. Cause people are like, Oh, we should always be happier. We should not be married and we shouldn't have a family. And it's so important to know these feelings are normal, especially with kids. And speaking of this, right. Speaking yeah. of that, we got married in 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said seven years of working through uh, the trauma and the damage and the, um, the lies and all of those things. We had our first baby in 2007. Mm-hmm. So three, three years into that seven year process. Right. Yeah. So good and things yeah. happen. Now that was probably really rough too, though. Oh, there was still so much. Yeah. So much hard in that. I mean, in the midst of, you know, creating a family 
I mean, we, we got pregnant. We actually lost our first little girl. And then we had oh, sorry. Um, Chloe, who is our first one. She's 13 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly after that, we then had our other daughter, Annalise, mm-hmm. after that uh, in mm-hmm. 2009. And that was mm-hmm. also the year. So while I was pregnant with her, it was when we decided, I decided to go on my own and open my own business. Mm-hmm. So I was six months pregnant. Uh, Jared was actually in school full-time and working full-time and it, yeah, I mean, just busy. Right. And Mm -hmm. then we ended up having two more kids. So by the time my youngest was born, the ages were four, three, 15 months and a newborn. Wow. So four, four and under. Wow. Oh my goodness. You guys had to be so strong and also so tired. Yes. So tired. <laughs> oh, and how old are your kids now? Just so we can get a yeah. gauge. Uh, 13, 11. Aww. Well, she's soon to be 12. So 13, I should say 12 or she'll be mad at me. 13, yes. 12, mm-hmm. uh, nine and eight. Oh, wow. Amazing. Okay. Go ahead. That's just so yeah. cool. Yeah. So in the midst of all of that, you know, you're growing a family and I think that there are, you know, I wish, ugh, I wish I would have known the Enneagram before. Right. But mm. there's things that I can look back at now and say, okay, this is why this makes sense. And, you know, allowing people to grieve. Mm-hmm. Cause when I hear grieving, you think, oh, when somebody passes away or whatever, mm-hmm. grieving is in so many areas of our life, you know, and as a three, like not loving that to sit in mm-hmm. like hard and those emotions, but when you truly start to do that work and you work through, you know, and I know Suzanne's actually getting ready to do a whole thing on it, um, which is great. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited about that. Mm-hmm. But allowing yourself to grieve and allowing those hard things to come up and then to actually work through them. Because what people mm-hmm. see, right? Mm-hmm. And when we first got married, there was not really social media. Mm-hmm. But that's what people see. They see the picture perfect, right? Mm-hmm. You just started, I think you, you know, you've, you've been following us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You see the vacation, you know, you see what we've mm-hmm. taken or people see the success, but they don't see the work and the wars and the wounds that mm-hmm. have taken you mm-hmm. to get there. And mm-hmm. that's the piece that so many people miss. And I think that when, you know, my heart in us being able to, use our story as a voice is Mm -hmm. that if somebody is listening and they're in that hard right now Mm -hmm. and it's Valentine's day and you know, it's for the month of that and -hmm. they feel alone Mm -hmm. and they feel like they don't like their partner that I can just say to them like me too. I have been Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. and it is hard, but hard is hard. Hard is not bad. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. if you put in the work, And, you know, there's somebody that is willing to help you guys work through it. It's, you're going to come on the other side of it. And I think so many people Mm -hmm. just, they don't know. And so they see this picture perfect world and they Mm -hmm. see everybody's highlight reel. And Mm -hmm. I think so many people just aren't willing to talk about the hard and the bad because as a three, right, it just Mm -hmm. doesn't put that pretty face out there. Mm. It's absolutely true. I was just uh, having lunch with a friend and we were taught, we had, uh, Kate and I just got back from a vacation to Cancun Mm -hmm. and we were (laughs) having this moment. He's like, Hey man, how was vacation? And I said, bro, day three, 
And he goes, oh, you had a day three, huh? And I said, yeah, man, day three happens. And all of a sudden, you know, we're in, we're in paradise where it's gorgeous. It's 82 degrees, sunny. I'm on the beach under a, what did they call it? A Balaniza bed. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like one of those four post beds on the beach. I mean, it could not be more perfect. And what happens? Kate and I get into it and we get into it about expectation, Mm. about we didn't have, I had started the process before we left of having that talk with Kate. Hey, Kate, I see in your bag that there are two books and a microblading machine, Mm. uh, like a tattooing machine. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me what your expectation is for vacation? So that way, when we get there, I understand what it is that you have in mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I started that conversation. Unfortunately, I did not follow all the way through because we got to day three and my expectation of what the trip was going to be like and Kate's expectation mm-hmm. were two totally different things. And that started, the, that's, <laughs> and that started the hard conversation mm-hmm. and the, you know, disappointment and the hurt feelings and the, you know, me being an eight saying, well, if that's the way you're going to be, then I guess you'll be here by yourself because mm. I'm going to, you know, and right, just starting right. that, like that mm-hmm. spiral, yes. you know, that deadly spiral in a marriage. And yes. it got to a point for me where I had to, uh, one of the things that I'm really working on is how am I going to show up each day? Who, mm. so in another, in another way of saying it is who am I becoming? I started the day as mm-hmm. Jared, you know, Jared 1.0. And by the end of the day, I want to be Jared 2.0. Mm-hmm. So Ooh, what, like what are the, I know it's, it's been revolutionary for me. So I try to think of like three adjectives that describe who I need to become that day. Mm-hmm. And those three words are going to be so different based on my day. If I'm going to be with my daughters all day, Mm -hmm. then the words might be gentle, slow to anger, patient. Mm. Don't like that one. But if I'm going to be at the, (laughs) if I'm going to be at the fire department, my words might be leader, outspoken, strong. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm going to be at Lash and Brow with my team, I might need to be inspirational, encouraging, you know, whatever. Um, so that day though, at, on the beach, I'm having it out with Kate and having that moment where it's like, I need to die to myself right now. Mm-hmm. And knowing, knowing that if I go the, the path that my eight typically wants to go down, mm-hmm. I'm going to be vindictive. I'm going to say words that are going to be sharp and hurtful because I don't want to get hurt. So I'm going to say the things that are going to make me not get hurt because I put up my, my strong face, or I could choose to be gentle and soft and die to myself and die to my own like sense of pride. Mm -hmm. And the result is going to be that it's not going to fix it immediately. Right. However, I might be closer to a better relationship with Kate by the end of that conversation than before. Yes. That's such a good reminder that it's not a magic fix when you finally do turn that corner and decide to be that 2.0 version of yourself. Or Mm -hmm. another way I look at it is 
who's going to be the first one to love today. And Mm -hmm. I did that last night with Wes. I could tell he'd had a long day and it was really hard. And I just hopped into bed. And what I wanted to say was, is everything okay? But I knew that that would not be the right thing to say. Cause you know how like, can be like a very long combo. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's like that trick question sometimes. So I was right about to say it. And I saw that look and I was like, be the first to love. I said something like, do you want me to scratch your back or just whatever, something sweet. And it really Mm -hmm. disarmed us. And that's what I'm hearing. But it wasn't like if I then would have gone in with the kill that that would have been good. Or if Jared would have said right then, second question is, let me ask Mm -hmm. you about the microblading. You know, it's like, You have to keep going in the right direction. That 2.0 version has to keep on moving. So I love that. And I love how you said with your kids, it's different too. You're both of you are aggressive and assertive stances. So Mm -hmm. your kids like it when you slow down and become gentle, or do they expect you to be up all the time? Because sometimes mine expect me to be up all the time. So I was just curious about yours. Well, I know they say you aren't supposed to type your kids, but I I do feel like you can start to see numbers pop through. Mm, So if I, if I would guess right now in just watching that, we have a three, two eights and a seven. Oh, wow. Oh Oh, yeah. What an energetic brood. (laughs) Yes. And so it's different with each one of them. Mm. And obviously like the eights, it looks very different, you know, with versus my three or my seven. And so I find with me for a three, it's interesting how Jared has a thing saying, these are my three words. Mm -hmm. I think each number maybe has something that they have to kind of focus on. For Mm -hmm. me, what I have noticed has really helped with health is how can I slow down today? Mm -hmm. And I find that when I, I find that when I am purposely looking for ways to be slower, Mm -hmm. uh, it just changes normally where threes can just kind of like run over people because Mm -hmm. we're running so fast. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so unintentional though. And so I think that for me is when I start to see it soften with like my kids. I mean, even just with like friendships or, Mm -hmm. you know, relationships, things like that is instead of having 12 things on my to-do list that day, I maybe cut it down to six and say, Mm -hmm. okay, like, let's Mm -hmm. just do these. And it allows room for conversations. It allows room for just discussions to happen that I think sometimes don't because we feel like that whole, this could have been an email. Yes. (laughs) Conversation happens. And with threes, it's that reminder of, I feel like for Jared, (laughs) my daughter, who's a three will say, why is dad being so aggressive? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jared and I will get in a conversation and she's like, it's, he's just so aggressive. And he will look at that and say, I'm not aggressive, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just being assertive. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think it's just really interesting when, you know, what other people perceive as aggressive or moving fast, that just really great reminder. And I think that's been one of my favorite things about the Enneagram is being able to learn. I mean, so much growth, you know, in learning oh, okay. So when I see me moving here, you know, this is me moving Mm -hmm. in unhealth and, you know, I love it. I have a a therapist and she actually specializes in the Enneagram. And she says Mm -hmm. to me all the time for three, I have to go slow to go fast. And she's not wrong. It's so true. 
I mean, a huge proponent of therapists. I think they're amazing, but it is so true. As going through Brene Brown's like rumbling process, that's mm-hmm. been a huge thing. I feel like for Jared and I both in mm-hmm. conversations mm-hmm. and you can actually, if you're not familiar with that, you can actually look it up online. Mm-hmm. And it's literally a series of questions. And I think with that take time to sit down and work through because it's not just like a fast oh, this was hard, push it to the side and let's put something else in front of me to distract it. Right. Absolutely. No, that makes so much sense. And I love her rumbling process. And I do love that you're giving people actual tips they can take from you guys, because I know there are others similar. And you bring in the great point that, yeah, sometimes your kids will like that you're assertive slash aggressive, and sometimes they won't. And different people and friendships Mm -hmm. will perceive you differently. So you do need different ways of moving in the world. And one of the names I did give to the three, eight pairing when we did our glow guide was unstoppable. And you're right. You have to be unstoppable with good and with goals and with intentions, but you also have to be able to rest. So I love that Mm -hmm. you brought that in because it was literally one of my next questions, which was how can you guys that are unstoppable learn to rest a little bit? So thank you for saying how you pause, how you visit with your therapist. I want to ask you guys a little bit about how you rest together. And you said, and we know, like we said, it's Valentine's too. How do you guys even just plan for intimacy with such a big family? Okay. So first top tip, Mm -hmm. top tip, quick set at Lowe's makes a keypad uh, <laughs> lock for your bedroom door. Yes. <laughs> He's not wrong. Life changing. Life changing. And added benefit, you don't have to worry about one of your four daughters stealing your shoes. Oh, He's my God. not wrong. <laughs> not my shoes, obviously. Oh, I get it. Because the shoe was in the door. There was something no, no. to try to keep yeah. the door closed, but yes. no, like uh, our oldest daughter is literally <laughs> the same size as Kate now. And all of a sudden Kate was finding her boyfriend jeans in <laughs> Chloe's closet or her, you know, hoodie in oh uh, Annalise's. It was, yeah. So I think <laughs> intimacy between these two is it can be challenging mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. Expectations, so many things. Expectation. Uh, two, a three has about a thousand thoughts per minute mm-hmm. rolling mm-hmm. through their brain. If I did this, it would make the business better. If I did this, it would make, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just a constant thing. Mm-hmm. So for them to like be able to turn that side of their brain off mm-hmm. in order to be present during intimacy is very challenging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do think it's interesting having a place where it's yours, which, you know, he's really not wrong. We do actually now have a keypad on our door. Um, You need that. But I know it's hilarious, but it's truth. It's something that creating a space in in the face of all of my fire safety protocols. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is interesting. (laughs) Um, but something in that that I had heard once was like, make your guys's room um, that it's yours. So don't have pictures of your parents in there mm-hmm. or don't have pictures like things that is just going to make don't it a romantic space. Don't have pictures space. of your kids. Yeah. yeah don't have so pictures of your place. kids staring at you yes. when you're trying to like set the mood. Right. Uh, so, actually right. an idea. It's actually an idea in, in the Song of Solomon. 
and it talks about this place called Engedi, mm-hmm. and it, it was literally this like beautiful place that Solomon mm-hmm. took his bride to that was just for them. It was absolutely gorgeous and very romantic. Mm-hmm. And so for us to be able to like set our room up in a way that is enticing for both of us it it, and not just like in a sexual romantic way but even just Mm -hmm. as like an escape yes Mm -hmm. so for us that means that our children are really not allowed to just wander into our room Mm -hmm. you know the whole Mm -hmm. keypad idea right Mm -hmm. uh it means Mm -hmm. that we don't have any photos of kids family, whatever in our room, this is Mm -hmm. our space Mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. It means that Kate has not decorated in such a girly way that I feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's very gender neutral. Yes. And just like very realistic things that people can do, such as like engage all of your senses in your room, Mm. Uh, have a special scent that you only use when you're going to be intimate. Because mm-hmm. smell is such an important part of the human psyche that if you have a scent that you associate with being intimate, that will immediately help to put you in the mood. Not that it would work every time, but you know what I'm saying? Yes, um, I do. Oh. Oh but even gosh. like I'm within so that cool. creating things like, I mean, like what he said, like the gender neutral piece. Sometimes, I mean, I've seen people where they've done like boudoir, like not full blown boudoir photos, but you know, just like romantic, like romantic photos of each other together. And Mm -hmm. it's just something where having a nice smelling candle in there, trying to, for us, it is really the area that we try to keep very, very clean in our house because Mm -hmm. clutter does really bother me. Mm -hmm. So I know for women, that's a good tip is if you can keep that area clean, it's one less thing that like is in front of you. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I love that. That is so cool. Oh my gosh. Those are such good tips about romance in the bedroom. And it really is why I think I feel that the three, eight pairing is one of the most romantic pairings of all. It isn't just because it's simply intuitive. It's because of the beautiful work you guys have put into it. And I hear the work in it as you talk about how the three needs to to get her mind in the right thought process or their mind. And then the eight needs to feel comfortable and safe and, and like this logically fits with their schema. But I, I wanted to ask you guys real quick about your Enneagram glow guide for the three, eight. Did you guys feel that was helpful to you guys? Yeah, it was dead, great. Dead accurate. I mean, oh like it was scary God. how accurate it was. Um, I think for me, the thing, and maybe it's because at times I can be a little bit focusing on the negative, right? But I, the the thing that captured my attention most of all was how eights show up in conflict and the word that was used was vindictive. And I thought, and I wrote this down. I said, this word is so harsh and mm-hmm. difficult to hear. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yet this is the voice in my head. Mm-hmm. That is the part of me that I have to murder mm-hmm. as I am saying, I am sorry. Mm-hmm. So what I'm, what I'm talking about is like, mm-hmm. again, as an eight, when we get into a conflict, mm-hmm. it is so easy for me to be vindictive. And what I'm doing in that moment is I am trying to, to shove up a shield that prevents me from being hurt. Mm -hmm. That's really what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be Mm -hmm. so over the top strong 
and powerful and vindictive Mm -hmm. that I hurt you worse than you can ever hurt me because Mm -hmm. I am scared of being hurt. Mm -hmm. And that's like, Ooh. And so in moments of conflict with Kate, the part of me that I literally have to murder, I have to die to myself Mm -hmm. is I am going to choose to not be vindictive. And I'm going to choose to be humble Mm. and to, to be the first to say, I'm sorry, to be the first to admit I didn't show up well in this moment. Please Mm. forgive me. Mm -hmm. And he has done like the growth that I just can't even like begin to tell you, like it's been amazing. Oh my goodness. You guys, that is just absolutely beautiful. And I just am really excited for, I'm like getting into cheerleader mode. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I'm not excited to have this shared with others. So those listening, I know are so encouraged to see that modeled for them. And you guys mm. will have to check out my Instagram to see their beautiful photos. And like they said, don't just look at the surface, think about what they're saying, these depths and the love they share has come through a great cost of sacrificing themselves at time. And that's true love. I love that you guys. And and where can we find you guys on social media or with your beautiful businesses? Yeah. So our social media is Lash and Brow Design Co. Awesome. And I actually, I'm going to have a personal Instagram. It's a fitness. It's a just sparkle fit for life. And that's a lot more of our number like family four. photos. Num- the number four. Yeah. And then sparkle life. fit, the number four life. Okay, perfect. Oh, yeah. Jerry's not really on Instagram, so. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's okay. He is a busy dad, a fire boss. We just love it. You are just, and thank you for your service in the military, Jared. It's my honor. Wow. We're just so grateful for you guys, honestly. And I will put that in the show notes along with the Brene Brown link. And I really have just enjoyed our talk so much. It's so beautiful to see this pairing glow come to life. Thank you guys so much. Krista, thank you so much. You are literally making a difference in people's lives. And we so appreciate Mm. you putting this out. That's right. Guys, we're a great team. Yay. I'm so glad you guys got to tune in. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links we talked about today. And I'm so grateful for our time together. I look so forward to next week. Happy Valentine's Day. If you need a gift, don't forget the glow guide, Valentine code, or your love with merch. And you can also visit enneagramandmarriage.com because I actually have saved a lot of our old freebies there too. So if you're catching up from past episodes and you want to get something from one of those episodes that you saw, was a past freebie like intimacy conversations or around the table or learning about subtypes you head on over to enneagramandmarriage.com and there's a bunch of freebies there for you too okay bye guys have a great week